you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Now we're recording. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer, guys. So first of all, before we even start the podcast, this is going to be the we're going to have run this in front of the song. I don't know if we can do that, but we literally took us 40 minutes to start recording and then we were going for almost 20 minutes and Dom did not record it. And we had some great stuff from Alex, but uh, let's not even do a song, man. Uh, it's we'll do this is the first episode. We won't do a song. Uh, it's Cigar Noise Boys, Tyler and Dom. Uh, we got Alex Bench Work Cigars on Instagram. Follow him, please. Alex, what is your uh, job title at Romacraft again? Manufacturing Consultant. I am. I uh, sound like a professional. <laughs> anytime I hear consultant, I always think big bucks. Um, but uh, I want to be a consultant someday of consultant to something. Um, fuck. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, um, Dom, where should we should I start with? The, uh, a sorry guys, it's been a month. Um, we had Vegas, and then uh, I was in Nicaragua for ten days, and then Dom had picked up a shift, and then. Dom, school started up, and then Dom also had parent-teacher conferences. So we've just been hella busy, but guys, we also, we missed a four-year anniversary, so we've been doing this for a minute now. Um, we already I know did we're the, not the applause to pat ourselves on the back for four years. I don't feel like doing yeah. that again. Yeah. Yes. Four years we've been doing it, but we probably have about two years of podcast. Uh, yeah, so we got Alex here, and then... Uh, all right, I caught everybody up. But basically, I'm going to go do a monologue down and interrupt me. Uh, yeah, so I went to Nicaragua again. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to continue my um, journey of learning more about tobacco. And uh, I know Skip asked me, like, what's your, what's your plan when you're down here? And I didn't really have one. Um, but that's that's the... Yeah, I mean, my plan was, and even Alex is like, Alex is down. I stayed with Alex for three or four nights, and Alex is like, what's your plan? I'm like, dude, I'm winging it as I go. But for me, when I go down to Nicaragua, it's, I don't have a plan on what I'm going to learn, but it's just get me in the room with guys, and I'm going to learn something. So the first week I was at, I stayed at Gustavo's house. Um, he lifted my my van when I rode the motorcycle without a helmet at 2 a.m. in the morning. He lifted the van so I could stay with him. So I went down there with Mo, Saka, and then Trey Oliva was down there, and then Gustavo, of course. So I stayed at Trey's house, and then Saka, Mo, and Gus were at Gus's house. So I spent a week learning from Gus, Trey, um, Raul, Diesla, and uh, Mo, and, and Saka. So I... I I've known Saka for a long time. He came and did an event at my shop. Uh, and I see him around all the time. But I was always kind of intimidated by him. And But this trip, I really got to know him. And I got to say, uh, I love Steve Saka. He's a great dude. Um, 
and he was really kind and I learned a lot from Steve. Like we stayed up, Mimo and Steve stayed up pretty late and Trey Gus goes to bed pretty early. He's got a pretty set routine, but the other rest uh, of us stayed what do you up. consider but, yeah. pretty early? Oh, uh Gus goes to bed at nine PM. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Gus goes, Gus goes, all right, guys, good night, and just disappears. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, guys, good night. My my casa, mi casa, su casa, do it. And he, Gordo and, uh, oh, what's the other dog's name, Alec? Gordo's got a, a girlfriend. Gordo, um, Gordo Lulu. and, and uh, Lulu, yeah. Yeah, Lulu. So, yeah, it's a fucking beautiful dog, the man. dogs ever. Very beautiful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot from Saka and uh, I spent a lot of time with him. So that was dope. That was a nice surprise. I know he was going to be down there. Um, but also, I worked on um, the Noxa version of the Viso Horny, the, the Raul Diesel uh, edition. Alex helped me with it a little bit. Um, it's smoking. It's, Raul, it was, we Raul were smoking it down job. there and it's pretty good. Raul did it really Yeah. Good yeah. Job. Thank you. I think he did too. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, not every factory has all the tobacco, so they kind of work with it and kind of make it their own. So it's uh, it's different tobaccos, but it's it's Viso Horny, you know. And the thing is, like, Nakta makes great cigars. Mike Rita, Red Meat Lovers Club, uh, um, Saka Khan, all that stuff. Uh, Mo stuff, Daffer stuff, uh, CLE um crown heads you know so they make a lot of good stuff but it, i have uh about um 30 samples here of the broadleaf i have it uh it's connected broadleaf i have it in a box press 552 and around uh 552 so i'm gonna smoke about another week or two and they'll be ready to start smoking i've been smoking them here and there but they'll be ready ready yeah are you trying to replicate the same flavors of the Visa Horny at a different factory, or are you trying to make a completely new cigar, but still only Viso primings? Um, I'm trying to do it all Viso, and I'm trying to do it so it tastes so it's not doesn't t- so it's in the ballpark of the Nika Sueño Viso Horny. So, like what Skip did, trying to blend aroma craft tobacco using only Dominican. You're doing that same kind of thing. Yeah, but using different tobacco, slightly yeah. different. I mean, most of it, it doesn't have the Sumoto and is missing a couple other things, but it's in the ballpark. Like, it's not like, I mean, yeah, it's it's is, it's good. Is this because Sumoto is so hard to get and you want maybe to do a larger well, run? No, I mean, Sumoto is not super hard to get. Like, I think I was talking to Skip and... There's a guy who grows it. He has his own factory too, and uh, um, he said something about going over to him and see if he can buy a hundred pounds of it or whatever. But it's just, yeah, I think Alex, you know more about it. Samoto is that like is that a well, big area? <clears throat> is it one guy? What's the deal with Samoto? Samoto, the only thing, my opinion, the only thing I think why people don't get mixed up with Samoto is that Samoto is really complicated. The it's better to grow in Pueblo. It's better to grow in Condega. Samoto has a lot of uh, uh, from. That's what people told me. It's, I haven't even been to the fields of Samoto, but Samoto has a lot of open air, 
So it gets a lot of wind and it gets problems from that. And okay. something with the curing barns too. What I have experienced with Somoto is that it's like just a weird tobacco. It either doesn't want to ferment or ferments really well, really quickly. Another oh, thing with Somoto, okay. yeah. Another thing with Somoto that's weird as hell is like, and that was <clears throat> that was at Oliva. We had a we had so when you when you ferment filler, you ferment it in hands, and then when it's pretty much ready, they they rewet it and then they devein it. Once it's deveined, it's it's flat, you know, it's in, it's in flat piles, and they yeah. they pile they pile all of that up to make a burro. So it's like a different. It's a different way of fermenting. So when they do that, it's just giving a finishing touch to the tobacco. The the leaf-to-leaf contact is different, so it it helps to even out the colors and all that. So you have a leaf that's more ready than the other. They help each other, right? But what happens with Somoto in the Bureau, or just period, is that in in Nicaragua, tobacco can get uh, vaciado really fast. Vaciado means uh, empty. It means you fermented it so much that you, you emptied out the oils. Mm. Yeah, but what happens when you do when you f- over ferment tobacco also is that not only does it become like kind of like paper where it has no flavor, it has that like like smell to it and 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 taste to it. It's kind of becomes kind of mildewy. It's hard to explain. And Somoto already Nicaragua is hard because it gets vaciado really fast. Somoto goes from uh, raw to vaciado in like two minutes, man. We had it Damn. in burro once. We had it in burro once. We're smelling the burro. We're like, okay, no, we, it needs like another two weeks. We come the next week. Oh, okay, it's almost ready. Yeah, yeah, give it another week. They take it out of the burro. They dry it. They pack it. All the packs raw vaciada. <laughs> it's Damn. like a, it's you know, yeah, it's a, it's a pain to work with. So I think because of the the conditions of working in Somoto. And because of the way it's just a weird animal, I think that's why a lot of people steer away from Somoto, you know? Okay. Alex, can you only tell that? So it's Vaciado? Vaciado. Vaciado. Can you only tell that by the taste and smoking it? Or can you, is there a visual sign as well? There's, There's all three. So you visually, you'll see it has a lot of white powder on it. Because when uh, the and I'm also what I'm gonna say now is my theory, okay? I don't not I'm not a tobacco god. That's just my theory. The the last bacteria or microorganism that works in the fermentation, because you know when you ferment, there's different bacteria that work, and there's and there's there's a huge variety of bacteria in in uh, levadura, um, yeasts and funguses that work to make what we call fermentation, which is actually oxidation. At the end of the fermentation is a type of microorganism that um, farts out ammonia. Let's put it this way. So ammonia is not in the tobacco. Ammonia is a byproduct of it oxidizing slash fermenting. Um, when When it's kicking out ammonia, if it keeps going and keeps eating the leaf and keeping keeps kicking out ammonia, it's it's starting to gather uh, ammonia salts. And once again, that's just a theory of you know me and and some other people in the industry 
that those are ammonia salts. It's like a white powder that's on the the tobacco. What people refer as plume, but also plume and mold, a whole other thing, right? But um, when you see a, a hand of tobacco in a pilone that's all white of powder, and you pass your hand on that hand of tobacco, and you feel a powder on your fingers, it's like, hey, you better fucking strip that tobacco and get it out, because that that's about to get vaciado, or it's already vaciado. The smell of it, you feel it, and the taste of it, you feel it. So ammonia flavor so, comes from that uh, bacteria or whatever, the byproduct. So is it wrong that I think young tobacco, if it's too young, I'll say, oh, it has an ammonia flavor? Yes, that's the biggest, that's the biggest misconception in the industry. Cool. That's tobacco cool goes from yeah, I know, right? My my blind my mind was blown away when I started learning about tobacco and I was like, oh shit. I had it all wrong, <laughs> but basically, um, that hay, um, bourbon barrel, uh, woodsy kind of smell that certain tobacco has or certain cigars have versus that more like earthy, spicy, ammonia, uh, stinging, nose stinging feeling that's going from three quarters fermented to fully fermented so the more you feel ammonia the more it's fermented until it's too ferment too much fermentation right if right. it if it's more like if it's more like hay if it's more like wood if it's more like a whiskey barrel that means it's three quarter of a of its way fermented which is ready to use it is a style of fermentation and that's that's a style i prefer i prefer three quarter with a little bit so and then there's uh, there's other cigar like when I worked for Oliva we had to ferment it all the way every time, and that's why we were running into uh, more vaciado problems than than other people. Other people would have problems of having a vaciado tobacco because they wouldn't have the capacity of deveining it on time, or they would have a pilone that's mixed, so they'll have a pilone that has like a lot of thin tobacco and a lot of thick tobacco, and and so the the thin tobacco would be vaciado, right? Because it's like cooking chicken and steak together. You can't like you can't cook them both in the same pot. It's like one's gonna be ready before the other. But at Oliva, the the the, the, the idea was to have tobacco fermented all the way to the top, and and you feel it in the cigars. They, they they smoke very clean. They smell more like ammonia when when you you pick them up, and but when they burn, they burn straight, clean. But they have a different type of complexity than if you use a tobacco that's more like three quarters fermented, you know? There you go. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a, um, a Visa Horny um, in the ballpark. It's in the same stadium. It's not the uh, same. I don't know. I can't think of a good analogy, Dom, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's different, but it's it's Viso Horny, you know. But it's it's a little different. But it's good, like I said. Like Noxa makes really good cigars, so and Raul blends really good cigars. Raul and Esteban have been in tobacco industry since they were like what six, seven. Uh, yeah, Alex, they've they've been doing it forever, and uh, and it's so, different, you know, in different 
in all kinds of different situations, you know, in different uh, different countries, different roles. Uh, they, you know, like I remember Skip saying that uh, they talk about like the best rollers of all time. He says uh, Esteban Raul are probably the best uh, pair ever because when one would get bored of bunching and the other one got bored of rolling, they would just switch. Like they could do both. Like they're really, really talented. So they know every aspect uh, from you know rolling, um, growing, um, blending, um, fermentation, uh, tobacco procurement. Um, so yeah, I mean it's uh anyways. So yeah, it's it's it do, it tastes. Uh, it's good, but it's not the Nika Sueño Visa Horny. It's the Noxa Raul Diesel Edition. Kind of like how, uh, kind of like how uh, uh, the Desvalido by Dapper. There's the Ian version and there's the Raul version. Um, so it's like uh, I gave him the blend and then he he worked with it and then he made kind of his version of it with the faculty he has available. So uh, I'm not sure what I'm doing with it. Like I said, I got some samples. I'm smoking them. I think they turned out really good. I don't know what my plan is to do. Um, but anyway, so I worked on that. And then while well, down there, too, I worked on a Habano uh, 6x46. It's, I think it's pretty good. Uh, Alex, you smoked it. We didn't We didn't like the Robusto, but the, the Corona Gorda was pretty good, right, Alex? Dude, I got to say two things. That Viso Horny... At Noxa, really fucking good. And at 6x46, really fucking good. It was like the perfect... I don't I don't smoke mild cigars. Or I don't smoke a lot of Connecticut's. And um, so my perfect morning cigar is that kind of like medium, medium plus Habano. And that was a good fucking cigar. That's the kind of cigar I want to have to smoke on Saturday mornings, you know? Um. I'll see if I can ask uh, Nanoshka if she can roll some up for you and you can come by the factory and pick them up. Um, oh, that'll be dope, bro. I'll or just, you know, next really... time you're down, next time you're down, just get a, a bundle more if you can. That'd be awesome, man. They're delicious. Okay, yeah. Okay, I will, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so I'm working on Habano and it's a Habano Rosado wrapper. Um, binder is Ecuadorian Sumatra. And then the filler is the Viso Horny filler. But I think it's got a, that a lighter wrapper. It's really beautiful risotto wrapper. Um, so it's like it's got creaminess, but it's also uh, got some this, pepper from the. The risotto wrapper you're using is from Noxa? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's grown by Oliva. It's not Fuente? The best. No, Fuente uses. Yeah, well, Fuente uses uh, Oliva wrapper on the rare pink but most of their stuff is cameroon from mm. the mirror Mir no and 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 that rosado you're referring to the the fuente magnamar i'm pretty sure that's is also it? from oliva probably i would assume yeah Alex would know oh yeah I mean, they, but... they they buy a lot of stuff from oliva and rightfully so i gotta give a shout out to gus gus and oh, trey God. and the, the, the whole oliva family man those are serious professional Good people, they are the you know yeah they are they're the best. I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate. The people I've met in Nicaragua with with Gustavo and Trey and then uh, Skip and Alex and you know and then like I told Mo like without Mo I wouldn't have met any of these guys. You know uh, I wouldn't have I would have seen Gus probably running around town. Maybe not because he goes to his house, Prosnixa, Naxa, back to his house. So maybe I wouldn't. Yeah, I never guys. see. 
I never see Gus in town ever. Yeah, so I never would have ran into him, but because of Mo, you know, I got to hang out with Saka for a whole week. Uh, Dion uh, from Illusione, uh, Nick Nick Melillo, and uh, uh, oh, Hector Hector Alfonso was down there. He's a blender for Espinosa cigars. I learned a lot from him too. Um, but yeah, so awesome. yeah. Oh, we had dinner. Uh, it was Hector, um, Alex, Skip and arlen and then uh, a lady from factory yeah that was arlen's uh, sister we... francie she's the she's oh. the uh revisadora she's like the quality control at the at the production floor oh cool yeah uh yeah so that was a great dinner but um yeah so i'm working on a habano i have a name for it already uh uh and uh alex knows the name i gotta get it trademarked i looked it up no one's trademarked it um and yeah so i gotta trademark it asap but i love the name um it has multiple meanings to it and it's i think it's a really cool name uh yeah it's it's awesome alex knows i don't know if you remember it but i told him the inspiration in the story about it so um i think i told i remember every detail of that (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, fuck, I feel bad. I picked up the, the Habano um, late, so I wouldn't able to leave any for Alex. Don't um, worry, man. There's always tomorrow. Yeah, I, well, I could always hit up the Noshka, and she can have some rolled. Um, no, man, when, when you're over here, when you're over here. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so then I, sp- I spent a week at Noxa working on the, the Viso Horny and then the Habano project. And then uh, I spent the weekend, well, Friday and the weekend with Alex. We spent a lot of time at the bodega. I was a little, I was pretty stressed out and tired. So uh, I wasn't, I didn't do as much as I I planned on doing. Um, But hanging out with Alex, I learned a lot. And then uh, uh, spent some time at the factory at at Nika Sueño. And then... uh, and then I, I had a a really good time in Managua. I stayed in Managua for a night at the Intercontinental and that was that was probably low key, the probably the highlight of the trip because um Skip gave me we we got to the Intercontinental at nine o'clock. I think we left to go to bed at about four AM or four thirty AM. And uh we talked a lot about this about life and about uh everything man and it was a a great way to end the trip like i almost stayed long i was supposed to cut i was supposed to stay longer but i cut it short but i almost wanted to stay longer again so i could spend another day in managua skip and then maybe spend a day or two in san juan but i had to get back to austin but um yeah it was a, it was a great trip it went it goes by so fast like you and then when you're down there for like 10 days you get adjusted to the life and then uh and then it's like oh you got to go so, um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a great trip. I got, uh, I, the main thing is, like I said, is going down there and just learning and it, you don't know exactly what you'll learn, but if you're in the room with the guys and they're talking tobacco, they're talking about cigars, they're talking business, they're talking about shop talk and all that, you're going to learn shit, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good. I'm glad I went. You got to come more often, man. It's awesome when you come down. Yeah, I, I am going to start coming down. Um, awesome. 
or uh, more often. Um, uh, yeah. So, all right, Dom. Sorry, I was a long little. No. But I wanted right. to explain what was going on, and it's exciting because the 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 Naxaviso Horny and then the the uh, Habano uh, project is is pretty exciting. I think. Yeah. Um, if everything, no, that's a bad question. Ballpark. Um, what is a conservative estimate when the, cause the first one took three years. You're taking <laughs> trips like once every six months to a year. Yeah. I mean, I was doing every quarter pre COVID and then COVID hit. And then yeah, I wasn't down there for a year or two years. So, um, with Noxa, I mean, look, uh, I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know more in, in a few weeks here. Um, and then I can place my order. Um, I don't know how many I'm gonna order and I gotta, I gotta plan out uh, a distribution thing. Um, so I got, I got a lot of stuff to work on. I gotta actually, I really need to start working on it now, but, um, uh, yeah, and then oh, also, uh, we found the twenty missing missing bundles of Visa Horny when I was down. No way! Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot to tell Dom. Um, they uh, they were de- they were delivered five doors down. So they were sitting in air conditioning oh. for five days, or for for two weeks. So, and me and Brandon smoked them after a week in the humidor time, and, and they they didn't lose anything, so we're good there. So. Yeah, there's so much heavy tobacco in that cigar that like, it's like it's it's no, it's not it's not gonna get ruined that fast. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little worried, but yeah, that was. And it's funny because Skip's like, you know, I told you to to save some in case something like this happened. I'm like, I did. I'm like, Skip, you might not think I listened to you, but I listened to you a lot, like more than you know, and I did save some. Um. So. Uh, um. Luckily, uh, they were found, so that's good. But uh, cool. Uh, yeah. But I forgot if we talked about this. Um, we yeah. Why we haven't podcasted? Dom picked up an extra shift, and then he started school again, and then he had parent teacher conferences, and then I was in Nicaragua for two of the Tuesdays. So, and the what? Yeah. So, in case you were, wondering. and also tell next week. I'll text you, but Thursday maybe because I'm moving to Hawaii tomorrow morning. Oh, that's fucking weekend. dope! Shit. Yeah, never been. It's awesome. You want to mountain? You, can't, can't, you can't smoke on the beaches. No. What the heck's the point? The most beautiful place in the world, and you just gotta, you know, watch the waves. You gotta go out in the water and smoke. Mm. You gotta be human like everybody else. I'm I'm gonna bring cigars because it's a wedding. And we'll see what happens. Who's, who's getting married? Another sister? No, my wife's friend. Good friend. And uh, the husband or groom is in the military. So I fear there's going to be people who want cigars. If It just depends on how closed off it is. I don't know how strict they're going to be. I looked up the area for shops. Uh, bricks and stones. I think it's called. I remember seeing the uh, one of the owners on Instagram a long time ago, Elaine something. Oh you yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. You have to make a reservation, and it's twenty five dollars to walk in. 
if you Jeez. don't make a reservation, it's $45 to walk in. Uh, I, the price of the cigars is probably going to be crazy because I know Hawaiian tobacco tax is through the roof. So as much as I wanted to check out Hawaiian exclusives, it's probably not going to be even worth it. My wife's pregnant, so I'm not going to be able to smoke in a lounge. I don't know. I'm going to bring him. We'll see what happens at the reception. Okay. Alex, I had a quick question. We missed the whole unrecorded podcast. You were talking about binders. Um, does the binder change the color of the ash? Yes, it does. I saw... Because... Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No. I saw Skip post something a while back, and feel, I felt like he hinted at that. And to me, that sounds crazy because, I, I mean, the wrapper leaf is all you see. Why would the binder change that? But I just thought I'd ask you because you know more than anybody else we talked to. I mean, the, you know, it's, it's the wrapper's opaque because it's enough organic matter to be opaque, right? You can't see through a wrapper. But if you have a really, really thin wrapper on the, on the dark, heavy binder, there's, there's a chance it might even affect the tone of the cigar if it's really, really thin, right? It's it's barely visible, but you know, and that's on the that's an on unlit cigar. But then, yeah, figure once it burns, that it it that ash has transparency. So if you have like a really white ash on the binder, and you have a a, a wrapper that gives like a a kind of grayish ash, that binder will help the wrapper ash to look a little bit better. There's some people that will not blend certain tobaccos because they want a perfect ash color. This, That's crazy. This game runs. This game runs deep. <laughs> There's a lot of details to look after, you know. Cool. Uh, real quick, shout out to our sponsor, Cigar Noise. Dave West posted for Small Batch, doing some more videos on Instagram. Good news, blind reviews are coming back. We had a little Yay. bit of a hiatus. Uh, they've been posted probably monthly, but we're going to be back on schedule with weekly blind reviews. So check out Small Batch, place an order. I don't know if they're getting any of the Quinquagenario in. So not plugging them there, but check them out. Say hi to Dave and Andrew. Hey, the Quinquagenario, I'm doing a box split with my buddy at the lounge. What should we do to decide who gets to keep the box? We're splitting the cigars, uh, 24, so 12 and 12, but we both want the box. There has to be some way. Cut it in half. Than... Oh, okay, King Solomon. No, <laughs> there has to be a better way. Like a competition. King Solomon. Or... <laughs> oh my God, that was such a good line, King Solomon. <laughs> Deep reference. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 you need to know, right? <laughs> I think uh, since you're organizing it, you get the box. Mm. See, I like that because I win, but I I want to win it. I want to do oh uh, push-ups. No, like uh, try to like five cigars are on the counter. Want to fight for it? How much do you, you think all that costs it. retail price? Or we smoke blind. He didn't want to do this, but smoke five blind cigars, the same ones. And we have to guess the closest to 
just the brand or the country of origin. Something that'd be oh. interesting. I don't know. Thought we'll uh, talk about what we decide next podcast, probably. Uh, we need to get Brandon on sometime soon. Talk about baby names. I'm struggling yes. with that. Solomon actually was a possible, probably middle name. I was thinking of because one of my middle names is David. Um, my friend, uh, my friend just had a baby, and he called him Ezekiel. That's Ooh. a that's a heavy name. That's cool, eh? Yeah, like it. Today was actually E Day for us, so I decided because we can't find a name, we're gonna start with A, go through Z every day, and just call the baby every single name we can think of with one letter. So today was Earl, Ernesto, and such. Benito, Elliot, Ebenezer. Elaine. Um, ben, hey. Eleanor. Talking trash always about my pit vipers. I, I figured it out. Pit vipers are like the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Mm. I wear pit vipers. I'm a fan of Dallas Cowboys. I don't really like most people who wear pit vipers. I don't think I would agree with most Dallas Cowboy fans. I don't think we would hang out in the room and have a lot to talk about. Okay. Just, Just... Liking something that's popular. That's what I'm going through. Are there any boutique brands anymore? All the brands that's that I can... That's a very good question. That's a very good... Because I've been thinking about that. All the brands that I... I want to say grew up smoking, but since I started smoking cigars, I love the boutique companies, but the ones that are still around are a lot bigger than they used to be. And I just feel like it's it's changed. You know who's uh, who's a boutique factory and truly a boutique factory, in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. It's not the only one, but somebody that I really respect and really makes something exceptional because boutique cigars were known for being, you know, cigars that are attention to detail and. You, they, they, they're not eight out of ten. They're nine out of ten. Nine and point five out of ten. You know, Chico yeah. Rivas in the Dominican Republic. He's a oh, true yeah. boutique factory. Good That's answer. What's up. Was that the that was hey, a secret nest? Pop, uh, exactly from there. Um, yeah. Oh, was was Campesino from that factory as well? Yes, Campesino. Oh, those uh, are so good. Do, dos Jotas, uh, two two J's. It's a Dominican brand. He makes that. He's making uh, man, what is it called? He's it's like an American brand. It's oh god, I forgot. But anyways, it's he's making a cigar for an American brand that's really not a boutique branded. They're 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 they feel more like lifestyle branded or whatever, and not in the fancy gentleman way. And uh, he made a cigar for them. Bravado Cigar Club a lot. He's doing a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, El anyway, Compatir. He's, he's kicking out bangers, man. Huh? El Compatir or Comptir? It had an orange and black on the band. Compatir. That I, I don't know. That it I was know. it was a long time ago. It was like early cigar noise days. Uh, um, big Sky Cigar. Big uh, Big Sky Cigar. 
Vic Sky. That's who he's making cigars for. And that that's a banger, man. I was smoking that. I was like, what? Oh, he's doing the uh the the Sanjay smoke shop stuff too. Yeah, that's really oh, popular. The SPs. Yeah. yeah, all Corojo. Yeah. It's all Dominican Corojo. I get Chico mixed up with Hostess. Yeah, they're they're completely different. Hostess, <laughs> completely yeah, completely I don't know. different. because uh, they're both like it seems like they both popped out of nowhere. Like he's doing stuff for Warp, right? Alex. Yeah, well, well, Hostos. The, you know what they have in common? Funnily enough, Chico used to be uh, the head of, uh, oh. I would say, the head of production for Quesada. And Hostos is actually, if I'm not wrong, is family with the Quesadas, and that's where he learned and, and grew. He worked with the Quesadas for like, yes. like a long time, like and he 10, worked at 15 smoke years rooms. or something. Yeah, and then he switched to cigar rings. Cigar and then, ring there, uh, yeah. and then he started his, his own his own small boutique factory, in making uh, yeah, like you said, warped and, and a, a bunch of other. Yeah, exactly. Okay, the cigar is talking very different. The cigar is talking about the El Compartir is out of the Quesada factory or was. I don't know if Alex, you have your thing on. This is a Catman review. But El Compartir. They're all close the, to the, the sharing. El Compartir means the sharing. It's also weird Spanish. El Compartir is like, sounds weird to me, but I'm also not a native Spanish speaker, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut about that. <laughs> Shout out to Ted. He sent me one a while back. Get some old ones. Um, ICS. Who else is this boutique? Oh yeah, what else you guys see that possibly? This because like when I when I hear boutique, my mind goes to like foundation, tatuaje, illusion, and I don't think they're boutique anymore. No, but they're um, great. Yeah, they're just they just they grew, you know, they they grew and it's good for them and, and they uh, kept their quality. HVC, I, I don't know. HVC, yeah, HVC. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does now. I, I would, I would say HVC's boutique, hundred percent. And I mean, them, them having their own factories even more, you know, because they used to be made by Agonorsa. Now, now they have their own factory. I'd say they made a step <laughs> into being even more boutique, in my opinion. If once you get your own factory, you're out of a big factory and into a smaller factory. I mean, you know, Agonorsa was making a great cigar for them. I'm not criticizing, but there's small little details that are more in their hands now. Yeah. I would, I would Ro think, you know, Rojas, similar thing, has his own factory now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rojas, man, shout out to Noel. Mm -hmm. Who else? I think yeah. Southern Draw has stayed pretty small, or at least they're small in my neck of the woods. They've yeah, been around for a long time though. But like um, Southern Draw being made at at AJ Fernandez. It's kind of like foundation being made at AJ Fernandez. AJ Fernandez makes great cigars, mm -hmm. but it's still a big factory, and it's there's still clients of that big factory, so they're having a great cigar made at a big factory. So, I, I'm I'm not going to take away the title of boutique from them. You know, it's it's not mine mine to judge, 
But to, to really have that boutique feel, you know, really like a small, uh, limited kind of boutique feel, I, I'm not saying I disagree, but it's, it's not where in my category of boutique it falls, you know? I mean, Tyler, you mentioned LCA. Uh, I, if LCA were around or that idea of a company were around 10 years ago, I think I'd be all in. And they do, ooh. they do make some really good cigars. The, the Aroa 22 came in a white box. Do you have any more of those? I think we might have a few on the shelf. I think Skip wants to try it. Okay, the uh, 21 wasn't good. I can grab him from the 22 if we have any left. Yeah, he likes Arroyo stuff, and somebody was telling him that it was good, so I think he wanted to try it. All right. You guys, do you guys know how much how much cigars JRE makes a year? I don't. Uh, man, they've been doing a lot of side projects. Because I they would say... Punch. Oh, they made a new punch. That's awesome. I got to try that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's called Golden Air. I'll see if I can get you one. Oh, that sounds exciting, man. Because JRE is making some really, really good cigars. And, and them being a, I'm not saying they're small, because I don't know if they're small or medium, but that could classify as boutique. But they're, yeah, they're, they're, they, I, they seem to be classicists. So, like, like to keep the classic tradition. So, you know, they can still be boutique, but for me, boutique is kind of like the the people that you know go into dangerous waters. You know, they they, they try to the weird, different new tobaccos, or uh, you know, they make stuff that's so good that it's hard to replicate. And, and you know, but I'm, I guess I'm very snobbish about who can be called boutique. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, to me, the quality is right, but it always has to be a smaller number of a product. Because you're using special ingredients. Yeah. But to, to me, JRE, JRE tastes like they use really specific, very, you know, cherry-picked um, tobaccos. I mean, CLE is big. CLE is fairly big, if I, if I understand correctly. And, and they really keep their quality, so... But they've they've gone they've grown big, so it's it's hard to call them boutique if if they're not small anymore. But their quality, I would believe, hasn't changed. It's like they're amazing cigars. It's kind of hard to point out a bad one. Yeah, and it I recommend it if you guys want to do a factory tour. They probably do the best factory tour, especially because everything. Oh, believe, yeah. yeah, everything is like there, like the the box the box uh making uh factories right there the the actual factories there where you where you stay at is right there all the fields are minutes away um it's yeah everything is right there they got a pool there like it's dope so if you if you want to go on a factory tour go to honduras and check out the eladino it's uh it's dope i mean henderson henderson ventura and his family, they have a boutique factory, but it's 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 not new that, you know. So we're trying to find who's who's new in boutique, and that, that's making it Whoa. hard. Yeah, and there I mean, is a low factory burned down. Yeah, that too. But they uh, have two factories. They have yeah, they have yeah, the, yeah. 
the original one and then the, the bigger one in the in the trade free zone. The one where they're, the they, dad kind of uses it, right? Exactly, exactly. The one in Tamboril. Oh, they're both in Tamboril. Oh. Um, yeah, so it's... Um, I don't know. There, I, is, here's the thing. there is a lull. There is a lull, and I'm really happy you brought that up because it, it there and I was I've been thinking about this like hey like not that there's nothing new and exciting happening in the in the industry there's a lot of cool exciting things happening but that you know that spark like when Pepin came out or that spark when Roma came out or that spark when uh, you know Caldwin and the Venturas came out and I I I don't smell it lately you know I haven't I haven't I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, even even Black Label's been around 10 years now, you know? Um, yeah, that's another yeah. good example. But they're, I'd still consider them boutique. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I think especially, I don't know, I mean, everybody's got their own definition, but I definitely think Roma Craft and Black Label are because, A, they have their own factories, and then they can, and so that you, when you have your own factory, you can literally do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, so and like, you can do like, those crazy things. That that's what that's the thing. Boutique means using tobaccos. That if you go to a big factory, they'll be like, "I'm not going to use that. Here's my tobaccos and work with that." You know. Well, look at the, no big... the the cigar for Eden. Um, Skip's granddaughter. Like that's like the ultimate. Um, you know, they had you guys had tobacco lying around that wasn't used for a little. Like go on. Skip's Instagram and read about it. It's fascinating. And the presentation yeah, that, is dope as fuck. And it's... Yeah. It's not the... When you see a brand come out with 125 um, bundles of 10, you know, like a small run like that, usually it's garbage. No offense to some of these brands out there who have a run of 70 bundles or whatever. Like, this is like... This wasn't something they threw together in, in a day. Like, Alex was there with it, you know, and it's... And it, oh, same yeah. with the Visa Harney, like... Viso Horny was 2,600 cigars, but that took a long time to get to where it was. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I can't wait to try it. Hopefully I can get a bundle. I mean, um, it's like 125, with, right? Yeah. I hooked up Hunter with some Viso Horny. So maybe he, he throw me a bone and sell me a bundle. And talking about, talking about the, the no, no, the, the, the new maquette um and talk about the viso horny like it's like to have the binder we use for viso horny to have the fillers we use for viso horny this we might have made viso horny in, in a certain amount of time but to have those materials it's because we did another project and we had this and and it's like it is like rare tobaccos and it is like small quantities available and and it it took a long time, you know. It's it's, it's the byproduct of another project, and and the yeah. same thing with El Nono, dude. We have tobacco in El Nono that's like basically impossible to find. We have some Viso Matanorte, and it's aged and delicious. And any Matanorte is really hard to find right now at all. So, you know, and believe me, I bet, at. I bet you Jeff wanted two thousand bundles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, the limiting so, like, factor was the the wrapper. We we did we found uh, it was me, 
Skip and Jeff, and it was a 20, 20 hour Sunday for me. <laughs> and then, Damn. Uh, so Skip, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. And, uh, and so I was organizing the bodega and, and working with the guys. And then uh, later in the evening, Skip and Jeff came and they, uh, we, you know, we all worked on inventory and uh, like the yearly, you know, inventory check. And when we were doing that, they, they were like, oh, wait, that's perfect. Like they, we, they were checking the inventory and they found a, a hybrid wrapper from Jalapa from, I'm telling you, it's not even a joke, like seven years ago. That, that, is, that rapper is like seven years of age on it, if I'm not wrong. And they were like, okay, well, well, we've been thinking of doing that project. Let's do it with that. So then that was the limiting factor was how much cigars can we make with that amount of wrapper? And then the second limiting factor is the, the Viso Mato Norte. So if we, had, um, if we had enough wrapper to make as much cigars as we wanted, then the second most limiting factor would be that one bundle of Viso Mato Norte we have. And then it would be, um, you know, some other ingredient there. So it's, it's really rare shit. And, and, and that's, that's why we couldn't make any more of them. Cause that's just, that's all the wrapper we had. And, and there's this wrapper will never exist again, you know? And that's a completely, uh, the reverse of how Skip blends cigars normally, right? He goes inside out, but there you had to start with yeah. the wrapper and go the other direction. No. Yeah. He goes inside out, but I, like he goes inside out but now because there's so much cigars that we've made and there's you know there's only so much so many different rappers out there mm -hmm. he'll have in mind the way he does is that he has in mind a color and a name and a vibe for a brand and then he's he'll go like through his rolodex of like okay well what can we do what what other rapper is there available because he doesn't want to you know, have six different Habano wrapper cigars, you know? And then he'll blend from the inside out, but having in mind that probably is going to be a certain wrapper that's going to end up on that. Cool. Uh, Alex, Tyler didn't ask you directly, do you consider Rimmelcraft a boutique cigar company still? Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why. Because I have a headache every day. That's why it's considered <laughs> a boutique <laughs> company. <laughs> because, like, we're not growing. It's not the idea to grow. It's like as a as a business structure, it's perfect at that size to be able to accomplish efficiently what we want to accomplish. And the whole idea is to make as good of a cigar as possible. You have to make it, we can't make only 200,000 a year because then your fixed cost, you know, it, does, it, it doesn't balance out the right way. You need a certain amount of volume, but we're right at, the, right at the intersection of we can make enough of them at the right quality for that business to be sustainable. Because then if we want to grow, then it's, it's really a weird, um, it's a weird no man's land of like, hey, so if, if you go from a billion point two cigars a year to like two, 2.2, 2, it's like now you need two accountants 
but really your co- your accountings are costing you more and you need a bigger space, but then you're not, I don't know if you understand my point, but our point of efficiency and us being able to deliver a cigar to high quality, we're right where we need to be. And it's, and it's still a struggle to get the exact quality of tobacco, uh, the exact uh, type and quality of tobacco we need to, you know, keep the machine running. It's, we're really, really, we, we can only pick the best part of the plant and it's, it's hard. I'm going to tell you that because people don't sort for people like us. They, they sort tobacco and devein tobacco for everybody else, you know, and not that everybody else makes shitty cigars, just that other bigger companies, they have, okay, well, you know, the best tobacco goes to that cigar, the tobacco that's like pretty good goes to this one, the shitty goes to that bundle, you know, and, and we don't want to be doing that. We just want to be doing only really good cigars. So, and, uh, you know, it gives us the opportunity to make, uh, Rare cigars will play with wrappers that aren't available in the quantity that a big company would need. Mm-hmm. It gives us the opportunity to work with fillers that big companies wouldn't play around because they're like, hey, I, I can't get enough of that. I, can get it. I can't get enough of that to keep the machine rolling. I need something more available. Or we can, we can get to be picky, picky, picky with the fillers quality because it's, it's crazy. You can say, oh, yeah, that's Viso Pueblo Nuevo. Wait a minute. From what field? How was the field tended? Um, how was it cured? How was it fermented? How was it sorted? It, there's a lot of small details that go into what Viso Pueblo Nuevo, you know, we we will use, for example. Nice. There you go. Uh, I don't remember what time I started recording this time. Well, not that I recorded I think, last time. I think eight o'clock. 805. Okay. Quick plug, International Cigar Society, ICS. We had our fantasy football draft on the commissioner. Uh, crazy. I got uh, first pick in the draft order. McCaffrey? No. I took, um, man, I don't even remember. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Justin Jefferson? No, I went with uh, number two overall. I like the quarterback better. What you want? You took the quarterback number one. No, 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 not not Justin Jefferson. Whoever the number two uh, wide receiver was, Jamar man, Chase. I've been out of yes. Oh, that's weird, it's man. Like Burrow. That's hey, that's how I did it. Um, but International Cigar Society, I sometimes call International Canadian Society, but there are guys internationally. One of the guys was in Germany, drafted his team at two a.m. It's a football guy. Damn. Yeah. So we'll see how this season plays out. Tyler, we should think about doing a, um, not a prize, but like a bounty. Like podcast money. We'll buy like five cigars if you score over 200 points, which is pretty rare for a team to do that. I don't know. It's an idea. We'll talk it over. First team to have a negative player with native points anyway um yeah a bunch of other stuff but i, I think i'll save just for you and i yelling at each other all right lost my energy dl 
Hey, no. Hey, here's here's a silver lining. The no. first the, no no, this is good. The first half that didn't record, uh, the Wi-Fi was still doing that thing. Like every seven seconds, it would kind of stop for half a second. Oh, okay. So it would have been a little bit hard to listen to. So I went to the secondary setting of Wi-Fi and it sounded perfect since I hit record. I looked up the lyrics too. Oops, I did it again, but I'm not gonna read them anymore. Okay. Ship has sailed. All right. That's all she wrote. So uh, all you're she wrote, wrote baby. So maybe next Thursday we'll do what you said. I think so because I'm flying back Monday. Um. And I might be covering it Tuesday and giving it my Wednesday next week. But I don't know if I'm going to be. We'll see. I'll text you. Um, I did. Uh, I was talking to Alex beforehand because your computer internet suck. Um, you I did. I've done four days in a row at the gym. So I'm back. Oh. At the gym. So. I mean, got, Roma's got to have a. Guy who can squat 500. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. John, uh, John is gone. Yeah. I'm Let's hoping see. he comes because I know he said he was going to do a tour. I hope he comes west coast and visits the shop. That'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be great for you to meet him. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've met him before. I, I wasn't sure what you were saying there, so I wasn't gonna call you out, but but I don't think he remembers you probably. And yeah, probably remembers the skunk beard. Probably. All like, right, guys, only, thank only you so much. Only friend that visits you. All right, bye. Oh, that's, that's a, not. <laughs> you have to fly out of the country to find thing. someone to hang out with. <laughs> oh, so I'm here all day. So John works for Forged, right? Is that Correct. what it's called? Yeah. 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 So. That's another interesting thing, like, Forge, if I understand correctly, Forge is like the boutique section of, uh, STG. what is STG, right? Yeah. So, that's another funny thing, so I, it just makes me wonder, like, what makes, you know, big companies want to be boutique? It's like, what's, what's their, uh, if they want to have all the shares of the market or they, they want, you know, hey, yeah, I, we make I think boutique they, cigars too, try our main product. Like, yeah, I think they want as much uh, market share that they can get. But also, I think they had these smaller brands and like if you're a general, if you're a general them. yeah, it's hard for you to come in and have literally 40 brands and a hundred releases a year. So if they split it up and maybe a, hey, maybe this shop, you're not a general, you're more of a forge or maybe you carry both. Uh, it's weird, but I mean, it's gotta be expensive as hell to carry two sales staff that are selling the same thing. I know that SDG tried this before uh, when they started foundry, they actually had brokers working foundry. So they had a general rep who did CAO, La Gloria, all that. And then they had people who did uh, Foundry with Michael Giannini stuff back in the day. So they tried yeah. it before. I don't know, man. Like a lot of this, like, 
like the stuff that Mickey is doing now with um with McAuliffe, you know, All Saints McAuliffe. It's interesting because it, it, well, you know, it's like I don't know. It's it's interesting. We'll see how it all works out, but um, hey, it's it's a weird time for cigars and with the economy where it's at and the quality of some cigars. And then uh, I'm gonna wrap this up because I gotta go. But um, like the uh, um, like SPG just announced they had their like shareholders meeting and they're down. Their sales are down, so their next projection is down too. Like people aren't, I mean, they, they aren't consuming the cigars like we did, you know, when we were, everybody was working from home and we had a little bit of extra stimulus money. Um, people aren't smoking the same and it's really, it was a boom for a year for cigar companies, but it, it, it came down, you know, and some brands are still kicking ass and some brands are, they're trying to keep up and some shops are kicking ass and some shops got lazy and complacent. So we'll see what happens. But well, I think I think the good part of that is, you know, people had free time so they could smoke. But I also think a lot of people had free time and they had to pick up a hobby they could do from home, and they got interested into cigars. Because when I was making, like, when I was still making cigars in Canada, and it was COVID, I got so much people that were not smoking cigars before saying, "Yo, like, yo, can you make me some cigars? Can you make me some cigars?" So. It was this weird, random, like, moment where people had enough free time to pick up a hobby, and cigars happened to be one of them. So I think I think the the, the industry as a as a whole is going to have a wider audience because of that. It might, you know, yeah, the boom is going back down, but I, I think we still are going to end up higher than we were before, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, but probably. Cool. Uh, stay tuned All for right, next guys. week when we record. We're talking about bad hobbies. That was a good segue. <laughs> Bonnie Ver Tyler, bad hobby? Question mark. Find out Favorite next band. week. Mm, well, really? Oh, I'm going. I'm going to Connecticut uh, next weekend. Nice. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Connecticut. I'm going to hang out with Nate. Um, Elisa and Gabby are coming. Elisa's sister. We're going to go see the Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie Baby. Let's go. Ooh. Real I. I'm thinking it's a sign. That the freckles in our eyes are pure images, and when we kiss, they're perfectly aligned. Uh, oh, that's dun, 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 Death Cat for Cutie. No, that's Postal Service. Dango! I was going to cut that and put it at the front and act all smart. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Such Great Heights, one of my favorite songs of all time. Also, guys, do me a favor. Um... Listen to Travis Scott's new album, track number five. It's called uh, My Eyes or something, something with eyes. And Oh, yeah, you posted Travis, that, yeah. Yeah, it's Travis Scott featuring Bon Iver, a.k.a. Justin Vernon, Bon Iver, Ooh. Bon Iver. It's actually a really dope-ass track. Secondly, do me a favor. If you haven't listened to, to uh, um, Bon Iver, listen to 33 God, Hey Ma, Holocene. And he did a song with James Blake called uh, "I Need a Forest Fire." Listen to those four songs for me. You'll be uh, you'll be happy. Well, it'll make you sad, but uh, yeah. But all right, guys. Thank you. Have a good Rock time. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. All right. Ciao, guys. Have a good one. Have a good Keep vacation, Tom. Cigars will do. On ice. Yeah.